Welcome back to the Until Golf podcast. In this episode, we talk a little bit about the upcoming season, what we did in the off season, and a few other things related to Until Golf. We had a few technical difficulties at the beginning, so what you're going to hear is Haddon, Tyler, and Clay jumping right in on the conversation. Thanks for listening. Talk us through um, what you guys' plans are golf-wise the next, you know, January, February, maybe even into March. <clears throat> but first, let's back up and let's talk about the uh, the different little strategy, off-season strategy from Tyler and Clay, you know? Obviously, we all, knew, we all knew Haddon wasn't going to touch a club. I mean, that's just... That's just... <laughs> that was a given. <laughs> that's a given. A little minor, minor retirement segment. Coming How many, back out of retirement what soon, was the most, hopefully. <laughs> Tyler, what was the most, day, most days in a row you went without touching a golf club? Um, I'd say four. Wow. What was that like? <clears throat> it was um, life-changing, to be honest. <laughs> really found myself. You ever seen Seven Days in Utopia? Oh yeah, we watched it uh, as a golf team back back in the day. Back at oh, yeah. um, Treasure, what was that little place where we had the whole place to ourselves down in Georgia? Oh, I know it, what you're talking about. It was near um, Sweats. Oh yeah, the Oaks. Yes, Dude, those are good times. Um, but yes, we watched that as a team. It was, so, you know, it was, it was it was good. It was a good off season. I um. I feel like my approach was a little different from yours. Four it wasn't really a off season. Wasn't really a Bryson. Well, like okay, you said touch a golf club. Okay, yeah. I didn't play golf for probably two weeks. Okay, would be like, would be a better like no golf for two weeks. I did practice though. Okay, so I've been uh, been working out pretty heavily, gaining some muscle, trimming a little bit. Hopefully, starting to trim a little bit more soon. Can't do both, but um, huh? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Another topic for another day. Whatever you're giving. Anyways, hey, let's just put it this way: you're giving Bryson a run for his money. Am I right? Whatever. Um, I would say I would say I'm bigger than Bryson, but I'm not as lean as Bryson. Is what <laughs> I would say. You know, I feel like I could go pound for pound. This is a little. Right this is a little side note. I think it's hilarious that the sport that you have to be the least fit for of any of the professional sports, those are where the guys are arguing about, like, who's bigger and who's stronger and stuff. It's just phenomenal. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but I've seen some – I've seen increased swing speed this offseason. Um, my average is more around one, 119, 120 now. Yeah, same, bro. Instead of being, like, 117, I would say. Um, obviously, I can rip it and get it pretty high, but that's not consistent. Um, and then my wedge game has just grown leaps and bounds because all I've been doing is hitting wedge shots until I went insane. You know what I mean? I respect it. Um, as well as putting, I've I've seen some great progress in the, in putting as well. So I like it. But the, the off season, if you want to call it that, was just countless hours spent on the range and in the gym. So. What about you, Mr. Snowboarder? Dude, I took four weeks without touching a club, and uh, it was good times. Yeah, I went to – while we were in Germany, went to Switzerland for a week and snowboarded. That's pretty sweet. Um, 
Took it easy though, so I wouldn't get injured. Side note, side, sorry. Can can you just walk us through the double backflip that you tweeted about? Dude, disgusting. This guy named Martin. He is the sickest skier I've ever seen. And we were doing, we were typically the snowboarders kind of hang together um, because we like going in the deep snow and doing jumps and all this stuff. And this guy came with us and he was doing backflips like it was a joke. And we were like, dude, this is <laughs> disgusting. And so then he told, he told us, all right, guys, I think this might be the week where I complete a double backflip. He's done, he tried it before, but never successfully. And you so caught spent, it on video. Yeah, we spent an hour or two. Oh, dude. And we, just for the viewers' sake, uh, or the listeners, I guess, you got to understand, like, maybe that, like, obviously there's, like, pro seers that do a lot of that. But they're doing that on, like, courses that are literally, like, built. And they're, like, these huge jumps. Yeah. This is just, like, a random, like, what was it? Like, a just a rock that you guys were doing it off of? Or what was it? No, it was a kicker. It was a nice, we, we were going for one afternoon. And we were scouting out a good place for him to do a double backflip. And we couldn't really find a good one because you got to really have it be steep. So it kind of kicks you up high and you need a good landing. Those are the two keys. And we didn't really find a good one. The next day, he just did a single backflip. Like he would literally show up at a thing, never done the jump before and do backflips on it. And he did that when he said, guys, I think I can do a double on this. So that afternoon, we literally had seven guys out there with video cameras. We had uh, GoPros and iPhones, basically, and different angles and all this stuff. And he tried the double backflip. I don't know if you guys saw the one where he crashed, but it's insane. Um, anyways, he tried like two, three, four times, and he hiked back up the hill. And on maybe his fourth or fifth try, he, he got it, and we went nuts. It's just disgusting. I've never seen someone do a double backflip in person. Never met someone that could do that. Insane. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. So it was a pretty sweet week. Um, and then it was nice because I didn't have golf. And I had extra time to just catch up on a lot of other work stuff for broad insights and all that. So, um, but dude, when I get back, when I got back, we landed in Charlotte and I didn't have my clubs. They're back at our house. And Peyton and I went out, like he picked us up from the airport and we went to the golf course and I wore his shoes and played with his clubs. And we played nine holes where it's kind of a, we played an interesting format where you stood on the tee and whoever had lost the previous hole gets to pick the club that you have to use for that hole on every shot except one. So, for example, Interesting. for example, on one hole, we picked three wood. It was a par five. And I hit driver off the tee. So from then on, I have to hit three wood. So I missed the green. If I hit it in the bunker, I have to hit a three wood out of the bunker. So you have to think about, okay, where do I want to miss the green so that I can still putt? Or something with a three wood, but you got to. Use why didn't you go like three wood, three wood, wedge, and then just putt with the three wood? Well, because I was already down and I needed to uh, try to hit the green with the three wood. It was I checked the numbers and it ended up being perfect club to go driver three wood. But it's you're standing over that three wood and you're thinking to yourself, if I leave this short right in that bunker, I'm literally screwed. Mm. So. Anyways, it was kind of fun. We just did nine holes like that. And then, yeah, yesterday was my first day out in the range um, with my clubs. And I went this morning for a couple hours, too. I received. So I'm back. I text KB, my coach, my golf coach, see if we can meet next week. 
and uh, yeah, we're off running. That's awesome, man. Adam, Adam, when's your season start? You told me like a month from now, right? Yeah, I think our first tournament's. I think it's like three weeks from Monday, maybe. It might be a month. I'm not You're sure. I need to double check. Three weeks, and have you played at all? No. Well, I played one time with Peyton last. Like I played like twice in the past two months. Do you know what course this first tournament's at? No, I don't. Mm. I know we're playing Callaway Gardens soon. Oh, pure. But home of the old Buick Open. Are you going with the? uh, Yeah. What's your strategy for the season? Like, are you just going to kind of try to be well, chill and laid back about it? I don't know who – I've heard this quote, I think, a lot of times. But I think somebody once said, like, they were going through a slump or something. And they said, you know, I'm just going to take two weeks off, take some time to recover, take some time to think, you know, regroup, and then I'm going to quit. <laughs> oh, it's off of Bobby Jones. What is that? Yeah. That, that was a strategy for a little while, but thankfully I've <clears throat> gotten over that. So – I have to, I have to start practicing this week. Um, I'm only have to work two days this week, maybe just one. Actually, I'm gonna try to maybe get out of work one day, so I'm gonna have some extra time um, to really start, you know, practicing and like I I just need to I need to get out to the like it. It's you would think I would want to just go play, but I I just need to spend time on the range, just like figuring out how to swing again, you know. Or relearning or whatever. But, but dude, I just don't want to really think about though. anything. It is crazy, though. I showed up. I'm using Peyton's clubs. His shoes are huge. And I haven't – I literally haven't touched a golf club in over 30 days. And I step up on the first tee, no warm-up, and I just stripe a full iron. Like – and I, as soon as I did that, I was like, dude, what am I doing? Like, this is not that hard, you know? True. It just, definitely been there. I definitely feel like sometimes I go backwards. When I go backwards when I'm practicing. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it all out. It's just such a crazy game. Dude, it's 99% mental. 100%. The other 1% is uh, just physical, you know? Yeah. Or for Patrick Reed in his pencil. You know what I mean? It's brilliant. Patrick, Can Reed. we just talk about that? Oh, 100%. Talk about that little controversy? Like, well, one, we understand it was cheating, but second, when are we gonna? When are people gonna let it go? Because it's it's carrying on a little long. Yeah, I like, agree. Like it was funny. It was funny and like deserving for like two weeks, but I think we're getting where it's like, all right, we understand. Let's not give him attention. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. think he enjoys the in- attention right now. But I think it's great. I just think. Like, if there's anything that golf needs, is it needs more interesting storylines and interesting people, you know? Because we're not going to have Tiger forever. I mean, as much as we want, as much as we want him to, Bob Licklider's not walking through that door anytime soon. <laughs> 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 oh, a little shout out to CPG. A little CPG shout out there. I received, oh man. A little disclaimer we don't agree with everything he talks about. <laughs> But if you're a called fan, club pro guy, always a, a good laugh. Always <clears> a good time. I love his uh, Thursday Night Men's League stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, oh, that's brilliant. Anyways. You'll have like. So we talked about a little bit about our offseason. Um, so, Tyler, when does uh, season – like, what's your first event? Do you know already? 
Um, I haven't narrowed it down quite yet. I'm still trying to uh, perfect the travel plans, but it will be a Monday qualifier. I don't know if I'm going to start uh, in one of the ones in South Florida or if I'm just going to wait a little bit longer and go to New Orleans for, uh, I believe it's the Chidi Matcha, the Corn Ferry event there. So um, we have a, I have a friend in New Orleans that I can house with and qualify. Monday qualify for I believe two events down there, so that's looking kind of like the first. They're calling it first. Event. They're calling it the year of the Monday Q for T Smitty. Am I right? I'm hoping. I heard you, you said you're going all out as many Monday Qs as you can play, right? Oh yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna play a couple swing thoughts. I, I think I'm kind of leaning more towards going swing thought than G Pro. One because they rolled out that new deal where two weeks in advance you pay member fee. So, I mean, for swing thought, yeah, everybody who um, plans their stuff, you can just sign up two weeks in advance and it's 850, which is the member entry fee. Don't have to buy a membership. So that that automatically gives you one more event because the membership's like eight hundred dollars. Yep. And so and and they rolled it out to where winners are getting twenty five K now, which still isn't isn't like what mini tours used to be like that Hooters tour and the NGA tour um, just because of the Latin America and Canada surfacing. But I think they're trying to get back to those glory days back when <clears throat> purses were 150 K for an event, 200 K for an event, you know? Crazy. So I like, I like the way swing thoughts going. I think it's um, in the favor of the player now, instead of just trying to be a money, money pit for um, the, owners or people that run it yeah so i'm excited with the way they're going and i've heard that they're rolling out an app so you know sweet all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff but those are kind of the two things i'm leaning towards and then obviously q school in the fall yeah what about you i think i'm gonna have a nice mix um i think i'm gonna pick and choose my spots a little better this year like, okay. instead of just, I don't know, like, I want to do the stuff that's convenient and makes sense. And, like, even some of the G-Pros, I don't think I played any or hardly any of the two-day G-Pro events, which are a little bit cheaper. And it's just two days, no cut, or whatever, rather than three. Um, and I feel like the fields aren't necessarily as full for those. I want to look into those. But I'm, I'm basically going to do a mix of Mountain Tour uh, G pro swing thought and then Monday cues, you know, just kind of pick and choose my schedule through those. I, I gotcha. I really haven't spent, um, enough time or a lot of time looking at that yet, but I figure season stuff probably starts for me in March first, you know? Yeah. That's kind of when everything rolls out. There's some opportunities in February if you want them, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I got to narrow that down a little bit more. Yeah, but right now I'm so. starting a I'm starting a bulk, so I'm pumped about that. I'm pumped about getting back in the gym heavy, the next couple months, and <laughs> I'm also hoping to really meet with my coach a lot over the next couple months, and I don't know, kind of develop a daily schedule, daily plan where I'm not spending too much time on the range. I think last year I spent a little too much time on the range. And this year, I want to spend more time playing golf and just, you know, having fun. I definitely received that. 
Um, so are you going to be working more towards like practice habits with your coach or are you going to be more, um, just trying to tweak the, tweak the swing more? Uh, both. I think that I need to pick and choose. I think there's stuff, there are parts of my game that, um, I've always been really good with just playing off the field. For example, putting. Um, I have always been a phenomenal putter and I did not putt well last year. And it was the first time in my life I'd ever worked on my putting. And even like the last two days I went out and I was, so I just showed up and I was using Peyton's putter. My first putt was a 20 footer for par on the first hole. Had no idea the, the green speeds and it broke about a foot right to left. I just drained it. And I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. And I went to falls yesterday and springs today and I just putted without thinking about anything. And I was just making everything. And I was just thinking how different that was in my season last year. And I don't know exactly what that means or what I'm going to do with that, but I've just always been really good at putting and I don't want to start thinking about it because I've always been good. Just, just putting, you know, um, I receive wedges have always been the same way for me. Uh, the biggest thing I improved on were my irons last year. And the biggest thing I need to improve on this year is my driver. Mm. I don't get, I don't get close to what I should out of my driver with my swing speed. Still. So, and I think that's becoming obviously, as we know, a more and more and more important, important part of the game. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy how you also see the straightest drivers are also the longest drivers. Yeah. Now have you noticed that? Yeah. That's a change. And that's why it's getting, it's getting crazier. It's all about the numbers. If you get the numbers right, you don't even need that much swing speed, you know, like, like I think Rory, he's obviously one of the longest guys and it's not like his swing speed, something crazy, you know, it's probably one seventeen, one eighteen, or something. Yeah. I don't know. That might not be the case. So he's just, he's just a different level. So yeah. Yeah. He's one of the outliers. When you're doing a statistical analysis, you leave him out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So true. It's crazy. That's what I would call, I would call that. Yeah. Best, best driver ever. For sure. When tour players are impressed, that's when you know, because they critique so much. Yeah. And nobody ever critiques Rory's driving. Yep. But not even Johnny Miller. I think. Uh, or Brandel Shambly. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think it comes down to like getting the ball into the hole in as few strokes as possible is the most important thing. Not, not how and not swing and all that stuff. And I just feel like that's what I do so poorly last year. What I, I had a terrible year of getting the ball in the hole. So if I'm hitting the ball badly, I score horribly. And if I'm hitting the ball great, I don't score great. I just still score just mediocre, you know? Mm. Don't get anything out of the bad days and don't get, um, don't get everything I should out of the good days. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I think my – I think my biggest problem was just I played a little tentatively the first day. So I feel like I play my best golf when I attack a golf course because that's my strength. Yep. So that's that's kind of my change with the – I want to be, you know, attacking it like it's moving day on the first day, seeing like – seeing what that does because I think I could really go deep Yep. with that mindset. Because yep. um, when you're thinking – when you're just sitting there thinking – like on the first day, okay, I just don't want to 
you know, people always say you can't win on the first day, but you can lose it. And like, if, and that's true, but like, if that's your mindset, like, okay, just don't lose it. Don't lose it. Don't like, of course you're going to play awful, you know? Yeah. Um, one more question, Clay. Yeah. Is 2020 going to be the year that we see a new three wood in your bag? hundred percent. Okay. Just, just needed to know. And by new, Cause that, that bad boy has been in there since probably Obama. By new three wood, you mean three wood. I didn't have a three wood. I didn't carry a three wood in the bag last year. Oh, you didn't carry a three wood. Dude. You used to, didn't you? Yeah, I did. But it was so bad. I just yeah. took it out of the bag because I was hitting the two iron. Mm. Um, but 100% putting a three wood in. Um, have, you guys, have you guys seen those new, like, sim hybrids? Yeah. That um, Rory and DJ and have. DJ have? Yeah. Like, he, they're like, I think I heard Rory said that it's like – a three iron, but it's as easy to hit as a seven iron. That it's, type of thing. It's yeah. getting ridiculous out there. Yeah. And it sucks. It sucks because if other people have the best equipment and yours is a year or two old, you know, you're done. You have to stay up to date if you're trying to compete. Yeah, you know? but you have you have the Titleist deal now, don't yeah, you? Yeah. It's still I mean, it still Gucci. costs me money. Yeah, but it's a fraction. Yeah, yeah. A fraction. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, I got to replace all my wedges and stuff too again, all that stuff. Um, now let's talk about until. Let's talk about twenty twenty. It's you know, I've heard big things are coming from until this year. Or is that just huge things? Or is that just new? Gigantic. When's my hoodie coming in? By the way, <clears throat> um, probably a week. And. <clears throat> How mad are you? So Monday Q info has a hoodie. How mad are you so. that Monday Q info has a hoodie before you? I'm not mad. Respect. Shout out to Monday Q. You're a legend. Uh, he's working hard. He's hired by the tour now. Like, how pumped? Like, can we give like a round of applause for him? Like, like that's awesome. He <laughs> started a Twitter account a year ago and, and is now working for the tour. They're that's so they are cool. paying him money to write did about Monday Q. Did you guys hear the story that he had literally drafted a tweet to say he was quitting? Yes. Had you hear that? I did not. He yeah. said he, he drafted a, draft. a tweet and he had told his friends, I'm not making enough money and I'm spending all my time. Because obviously he's not making money just selling towels. And yeah. so he literally was about to send out a tweet that day saying he was going to shut down the account because he, he had to go get a real job. And that day PGA Tour called him and said they want to hire him. How crazy is that? It just goes to show it's like, Bob Rotella always said stuff like that. Like you, you're like discouraged, you're discouraged, you're discouraged. And so many people quit literally two weeks or, I mean, you know, that's just the example you used, but like, you never know. You might've quit two weeks before you broke out and actually did it. You know what I mean? That's so true. And you just never know when it's just going to boom. Just so what, like, like if you had to use one word flip. to describe that, what, what kind of word would you use there? That sweat? What do you mean? Like to not quit and just to keep giving yourself a shot and just keep. That would be, that would be until. until. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How pure is that? <laughs> That's pure. I mean, that, I mean, what more do we need to say? It's huge. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you know what I want to see though? Yeah. Players like Corbin, Corbin Mills. Yeah. The guy played in the Masters. That's everybody's dream. You know, he accomplished that. Crazy. And now he's still chasing the mini tours, you know? Is that your dream yeah. to play the Masters, Tyler? Dreams to play in the Masters. You know what my dream is? 
What? Win the Masters. That's Sounds cool. good, bud. That's cool. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Guys, if I had to play, if you could only play in one event in your life, would it be the Masters? No, I'd be the Heritage. <laughs> yeah. Dude, for me, it wouldn't be the Masters. What would it be? 100% the Ryder Cup. You're kidding. Nope. You're kidding. That might be the worst comment I have ever heard in my life. That is awful. That is horrible. That's borderline blasphemous. If I could play in one event in my life, it'd be the Ryder Cup. An event that means nothing, basically, to your golf career, is what you're telling me? That's fine. Hey, that's fine. Hey, if, by the way, if I'm playing in the Ryder Cup, you know, I had a filthy season. I probably already played in the Masters. <laughs> exactly. I will state this. I will state this. I think the coolest thing I could ever accomplish in golf, aside from, like, winning the Masters, would be playing in the Olympics. And I say that 100% please, honestly. Please tell me you didn't just trash my Ryder Cup take and then said the Olympics. That Dude, just, it's the Olympics, okay? You're, just, it's the Olympics. It's garbage. All right? It's a garbage take. <laughs> it's not garbage. No, believe okay. me. I'm telling you, I'm with you on one thing. I think the Olympics, <laughs> having golf in the Olympics is huge. And if I had the opportunity, I would never turn it down. Here's my question. Here, I want to see a Monday queue for the Olympics. I want to see okay. 10,000 Americans trying to qualify. 100%. Here's my question. I don't understand why they don't do it that way because that's how it is for all of the other sports, right? Except you for have... basketball. Yeah, but no, they have a tryout for basketball, and then they pick the team. That's fair. But so like, Why don't they do that for golf? Why don't they just have it like the U.S. Open, but they do it for golf? You're still probably going to get the same guys, but can you imagine Tiger having to go through that to play in the Olympics or something? Dude, T. Smitty beats Tiger out for the last okay. spot. I'd be the most hated man in America. 100%. I'd hate you. <laughs> Seriously, though, you've got a 10-footer to win the Masters on 18, or you got a 10-footer to win the Ryder Cup for Team USA. Which one has you shaking in your boots more? That's tough. Probably. Because, yeah, probably Ryder Cup has me shaking in my boots. Honestly, more. though, because like all those guys say the most nervous they ever are is that Ryder Cup stuff. Like, I think – I forget who it was, but he said he was more nervous hitting that first tee shot at the Ryder Cup than he was at um, the Masters his first time he played it. Mm. And then, and like at the Ryder Cup this past year when it was in Australia, and Adam Scott, did you see his first tee shot? No. He like duck hooked it. That's sick. He was so nervous. I'm telling you, like it was JT, in his home country. JT, who had already won like I don't know how many events, said. In his first Ryder Cup, he literally could hardly get the ball on the tee. Like, that's just the dream. You know, if you're that nervous, it means that much. That's just awesome. Honestly. It's just awesome. I love it. I love um, the Ryder Cup. Dude, I played with Gallman last week. Nice. Out at the Blade? He's, he's make, yeah, he's making a push this year. Really? I think he's going to play a little bit more. So, definitely want to get him on the podcast as well because, dude, I'm telling you, Gallman hadn't played in two months. First hole at Thornblade, probably 310-yard drive, sticks it to a foot. Animal. First hole. Doesn't practice either. Like, that's just all natural talent right there. Yeah, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty filthy. Well, we need to start setting up a weekly – we just need to do weekly podcasts this year. Yeah. That's going to be the key to us getting any momentum. And we need to be doing the video, the YouTube stuff. We'll try to yeah. probably mostly do events and maybe like if we're out doing a competition with each other or something. Yeah, I think we need to do more challenges, though, because in the scheme of YouTube, I feel like that gets more people involved. Like, per se, I played 
I played golf with a couple of buddies, and we played 18 holes. You had to miss the green awesome. on your approach shot. If you miss, if you hit the green, your opponent could step five steps off whatever section of the green and drop it. So like you'd short short side the mess out of the other person, yes. right? And so we'd play that for six holes. The next six holes would be if you miss if you miss your putt, you have to pull it back a putter length, which doesn't sound like anything no, that's, until are you kidding? That sounds until like a you're like. It becomes, dude, it becomes a lag fest. And, like, I mean, it's insane. I think that's there awesome. were some six putts. <laughs> I'm all in. And um, and then the final one was you had to hit five iron or more, I guess, technically, off of the tee. Like, five iron was the biggest club you could hit off the tee. So, like, stuff like that. Yeah. You know? That's sweet. Because I feel like it, it helps our games, and it also is, like, People are watching it with suspense. Like, what's going to happen? Is is Clay going to ten putt the screen? You yeah, know what I mean? It's something more interesting. It's like when we played when I played with Peyton, and we did that thing with the club. You're thinking yeah. literally, we're standing on a tee, and you're holding driver and six iron, and you're trying to decide like what you're going to hit here. Just and it's not because the golf course changed at all. It's just because of the format of what we were playing, and it yeah. made so many more options. It made you think so much more. You couldn't just hit driver, you know. And it's insane. It was, it was super fun. And Peyton and I were both saying we want to do more stuff like that. And also, that's awesome. Did you see the what the no laying up guys do? They at their home course, they do a challenge where they have to birdie every hole on the year. Um, like they'll put, oh. they'll do like a pot. Like everybody puts five hundred bucks into the pot or something. Or if you don't successfully do it, you have to pay five hundred dollars or a hundred or whatever it is. And so mm. throughout the year, your goal is to birdie have one birdie on each hole. But the caveat is caveat? Is that the right word? Yeah. Caveat. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, did I say caviar for a second? No. Um, you said caveat. <laughs> caveat. The caveat is you can't just play one hole. So you have to always play at least nine holes. That's pure. Yeah. I think we should do that. Yeah, but that issue is we don't all play all play at the same course, you know. Like Haddon and I could do it at Mountain Park, but you'd be screwed. Also, we I feel like think about how easy is that though. Like, how easy would that be for us to do? I feel like I've already done it this year. <laughs> Probably. I'm too. kidding. I'm kidding. <clears throat> I definitely have birdied at least half of the holes at Thornblade already this year. Well, yeah. Think about it. If you have a nine birdie day or an eight birdie day, boom, there you go. Yeah. You birdied 18? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, two days ago, I birdied 15, 16, and 17. And 17 is, like, the hardest hole out there. Yeah, 17 is so, 17 is I guess the only the only holes that I haven't birdied off the top of my head are, ironically, 13, 3, and 6. I respect it. I think every... Every other hole I birdied. Respect it. Six has my number. That's a sneaky. That's the that's the hole that Jay Haas lives on. Six. So, yeah. Oh, that part three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that hole because you can just. It's a, There's a bail that kicks it back to the green. Dude, it's a huge bail, but if the green's fast, it can it, you can run off. Yeah. Anyways, so all that to say, content. 2020 we want to do weekly podcasts we want to get a bunch of players on the podcast can we 
Can we do three-way on Anchor? Yeah, you can do as many as you want. Okay. All right. Um, I'll get. I'll download the app then. Yeah. And then, like, when I'm gone at tournaments, especially, like, in the hotel, that would be perfect for me. You can to... do college edition. We can follow Bob Jones' golf team. Wow, it does not sound exciting. Shout out to Dennis Scott. So true. He made the Hall of Fame. So that is huge. It's huge. I mean, Nobody we all knew it was coming. Yeah. I mean, the, the dude's a legend. I mean, we could travel <laughs> to – the middle of Arkansas and eat at some <laughs> mom and pop diner. And then, and I guarantee you there would be a server that's life was impacted by him. That's so true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I was, I was pumped and I found out like October, maybe I found out that they were going to try to get him because they asked me to write a recommendation for him. And you should have seen, you should have seen the glowing recommendation, dude. I was just, it was just pouring forth. That's pure, dude. Yeah. I think they said, yeah, Neil Ring asked me to do it. And so I thought he I thought he would have already done it by now, and so I hadn't heard anything, so I thought, oh, maybe he didn't get it. But I saw yesterday from your tweet. You were like, you were like first one on that. Dude. What can I say? I'm a content pusher. So true. Anyways, the podcast. We'll be doing some videos, and like you said, I think we should – Every time we do a video, we should do something different instead of just playing golf. Absolutely. Some fun new game or whatever. I love that idea. And then... um, Also, merch. Yeah. We need to – I just talked with my dad as well as our, um, our lady that does our merch. And we need to start rolling out some pre-orders. So if you're listening to this podcast, just DM us somewhere. Get your pre-order in for. We can do a hoodie. Do we, we have can an do. Email account set up, Clay? Do we, we do not. Do we have a what? We need to set up an email account that people can just, you know, we they can just e- somewhere to email, you know, if they don't want to DM or something. I respect you know? it. I respect it big time. But I'll work on that. We need to. I think we need to work on. We need I to get like, a certain okay. amount of pre-orders. All right. So we get we our did, merch out. Clay, when we started the YouTube channel, did we not um, create an email for it? Did I just did I just use my email address? To create it. I think you used your Gmail address. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll create an email account for you guys so that you know it'll just be a little bit easier if if you want to use that. Avenue. Basically, all the money, like the money, will just go back into merch for the perceivable yeah, future. Not, Meaning, it's not going to be for profit or anything. No, yet. I just mean like anytime we get money, that's money that we can use. Any little profit we make is money we can use to make the next hoodie, and we can just keep putting it into the. Yeah. Yeah into the merch and these won't break the bank so don't worry how much are they we're doing screen print printing okay it's the embroidered the embroidered is like the embroidered ended up being like 40 dollars, i think which is actually that's not bad filthy for a hoodie yeah. price right for a custom hoodie but if we do screen print i think we can lower the price down to maybe 30 yeah but i will say it'll the quality's not as nice it'll potentially yeah but that's up. screen printed you know yeah like every hoodie you have screen printed, you don't have an embroidered hoodie. Facts, you know. You but Here's the ones question. we've done so far have been embroidered. Yeah, Here's like the one I'm question. getting is embroidered. Yes. What? what? It looks like in all the pictures that they're gray. That the uh, logo is kind of gray. Um, that's just because it's embroidered. It's gonna look more white with the screen printed. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's it's a bunch of it's a bunch of threads, you know. Yeah, because yeah, that's what embroidery is. But I was just explaining that to caveat caviar over here. Sounds good. But... Well, I mean, threads can be wide. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but there's spaces in between threads, but that's why it looks dark. Okay. 
I do you have a color? Loki, I know the black is dirty, but I could totally receive a white hoodie with black until. Yes. That, totally would be sick. that would be sick. I we totally can do agree. that. We can do that. So this is the trial. This is the trial period. I we like need it. to create some polls. Sounds Give good. the people what they want. So we got content coming 2020 and we got merch coming 2020. Absolutely. It's going to be awesome. And the only third key is playing good golf. Huge. I got you covered on that one, Clay. Thank you. Thank you. I need it. <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way. Haddon, just Haddon and I need somebody to do it. So, Dude, we need to find Bagger Vance is what we all need. Oh, my God. I'm being honest. Please. We need Will Smith in Knickers to come up all right. and give us a swing. And lesson. with that, we're going to end it. Yeah. Can we cut that off, Clay? Yes, we can. Um, all right. But we're not going to. But also, I've never, ever watched that movie before. It's awful. It's Dude, actually we should, awful. It's not awful. It's awful. First off. First okay. of all, Tyler, you're the one that wanted to watch that Bobby Jones, whatever, Stroke of Genius. That's a Stroke fan, of Genius. That's a that, fantastic okay, now movie. that's actually pretty Don't dirty. trash that movie, Clay. Okay. You're the one that thinks it's, it's... Your favorite movie is Thor Ragnarok. You could have chosen any movie in America, but you chose Thor Ragnarok. Please Just tell think me, about that. No, please tell me that's a joke. That is not my favorite movie. I never said that. That's my yes, favorite, Marvel that's his favorite Marvel movie. Oh, favorite Marvel. I hate, okay. And that's super All easy because right. I hate Marvel. I hate Marvel movies. I think they're stupid and I think they're dumb and I think they just pump them out and people just buy them and they're making tons of money. And with that, we should end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have to respect the, the play about how much money they're making. 100%. I 100% respect it. Just I like would I love respect, to get 1%. <laughs> just like I respect... Uh, Harry and Meghan for leaving the uh, whatever royal whatever that thing is <laughs> um, the but, royal family yeah I'm gonna stop acting like I know what I'm talking about but they're basically yeah, you're good. they're basically just trying to make money and it's it's great yeah, I receive so all that to say anyway. I think we're good this is a little bit of a jumpstart 2020 podcast uh, talking about our break talking about what we got coming up with until with our golf games and anything else guys I think that's it. I think that's it. Also, I think we, that's a wrap. We have not forgotten what Keaton asked for. He wants us to talk about uh, food and our favorite places, favorite stops throughout the year. So that's something Thanks. we need to do. Also, quick shout out to uh, Luke Jacobs. It was his birthday on Wednesday. So just shout out to him. It's and, part of the uh, Till Now golf team. True. Of course. Shout out to Till Now. I mean, I mean respect yeah. it. And also, <laughs> we need to get that rolling with um, the the – match between us and them or whatever i yeah. will take out all my woods out of my bag and we'll still beat him clay well okay. here's what we're gonna do we're gonna i think the first one needs to be in the indoor putting facility we just need Dude. to go ahead and beat them on their own turf and i do mean turf. true that's fair so so true i like it all right guys appreciate it and uh we'll be in touch looking forward to getting back out and playing again uh together next absolutely week. hopefully this rain will stop but I heard it's supposed to be very cold, so it'll be it'll be fun. I like it. It was freezing this morning when I was out there. It was like thirty. It was thirty eight degrees this morning. It's crazy. Oh yeah. The the temperature is insane. How much it changes? Like it was no joke seventy three on Tuesday. That's green. Mm-hmm. That's Greenville, South Carolina, for you folks. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's a wrap. Thanks right. for if you if you've listened all the way to here, you guys are legends. So absolutely, we'll, thank you. We'll see you next time. See you, Clay. All see right. ya. Talk to you guys later.